you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once. I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. I mean, like, it's, it's a great song. It's beautiful, and it's Before us. Green Day went all weird. <laughs> we are We Are Basket Cases with yeah. a podcast. Yeah. That's that's us, I think. This is the Dadvocacy Podcast. Hey, that's yes. Ryan. Yeah, I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Tristan. And I've got Izzy in the, in the studio today. Izzy's in the house. Izzy's my new dog. She was adopted. So yeah. uh, what what led up to that? Uh, I'd been kind of looking for a while. Owen had been bugging me about getting a pet and I wanted to teach him the ins and outs of responsibility. And I, we kept talking about it and, um, I was like, well, if I'm going to get a pet, I'm going to probably adopt one just yeah. because it's the responsible thing to do, but I would want one that's a little bit younger so they can grow up together. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always a dog person. I'm, I have lost my dog. Well, depending on which one. Um, the last one was like three years ago, but then I had another dog when Owen was born that we could go onto that chestnut <laughs> about my ex giving it away because he was allergic, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got Izzy, which is short for Isabel, which is like one of his favorite Nintendo characters. So, and she's a pretty good girl. She's younger. She's like a wiener dog, yellow lab cross. It's the weirdest mix. And, Works out though. She's yeah, like, pretty cool. She's weird looking, kind of. But. She's chill. She's really chill. Um, Especially for a younger she, girl. I mean, looks more like a lab from yeah. what I can see. She looks like a mini lab. Yeah. And that's just, you know. That's, that's just that's my fun. baby dog. That's just There's my just baby Izzy. dog. That's just my baby dog. That's just my baby dog. That's just my baby dog. Yeah, I'll have to post a picture of Ryan. Ryan and the Izzy. Yeah, so. uh Halloween can be gone. How many trick or treats you get? Um, dude, probably like 40, 40, 50 ish. I was kind of in the same boat, which is weird for me because last year I probably had over 100. Year before that, I had over 300. Wow. Year well, before that was the same. It was like 300. The, the hard thing is that it was on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you had all these little kids trying to come out early in the day. Um, you had the older kids at night, but I mean, literally, I think my last trick-or-treater was probably 8.30. And then I saw some kids walking back, and I was like, hey, do you want some candy? And they're like, we've already been there. And I'm like, I don't care. Let me get to the side Come get house. some more. Dude, I had two dudes with night, or three high school kids knock on my door at 9.40. Wow. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, I opened the door, and I don't even know. I think I had a shirt and shorts on. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, well, trick-or-treat. I'm like, dude, it's 9.40. Like, why... Why are you here? <laughs> and yeah. uh, I was like, I'm out of candy. Well, it was in the garage. I didn't want to go down and get it for him. Well, that makes so sense. I was like, go home. <laughs> 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 I don't want to be bombed because I like went all out. Like I dressed up and had the fire in the fire pit in the driveway and tiki torches and all that stuff and did the full size candy bars. But yeah. I'm thinking um, about next year. Um, I'll probably bust out tiki torches just because. That way I can keep the lights off in the house. Yep. And that way the decorations show up a little bit better. Um, I'll bring the fire pit out, I think, because it's kind of cool. But the neat thing is that, like, I put my projector up 
Um, I, I have this, I had like this crappy Halloween projector that shows like Christmas and Halloween stuff mm-hmm. in a loop, and I'm like, okay. But it comes with like this uh, partially, you know, clear reflective, st- like through mat. And I was like, dude, I'll put my real projector up there, toss in Hocus Pocus, reverse the image. Ah. And it was clear, like super crisp, super beautiful in real life, right? Yeah. Videos did not do it justice at all. And then I, uh, I set up my sound bar and opened up the windows around them. So the sound bar was projecting the sound outside of it. Totally. It, w- it was super cool. Kids were showing up. Oh my gosh, you've got a movie playing. It's Hocus Pocus. Like That's freaking awesome. out. It was fun. So I played Hocus Pocus and Casper. Family friendly. That's awesome. Yeah, oh. it was pretty cool. I was playing, I had my sound bar out there in the driveway. So I was like playing my Halloween loop. So I had like Blue Oyster Cult, <laughs> Don't Fear the Reaper, <laughs> Michael Jackson's Michael thriller. Michael thriller. Yep. I had Werewolves of London. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, some solid stuff. Uh, everybody's watching me or whatever. Yep. No, it's, it's required. I played Ghosts, uh, Michael Jackson's Ghosts a couple times. The Ghostbusters um, theme. Yeah. There's some good stuff out there. I think it was great. It was, it was a good time. It was Monster nice. Mash. <laughs> and it wasn't so cold that everything sucked. No. You know, it, was, it wasn't a snowy year for us, which is good. It was just a little windy. Dude, what do you think about um, the snow coming up or potential? What's that? Potential snow. I think yeah. we're going to get a heavy winter or a light. I think we get a heavy winter. I hope we get a heavy <clears> winter. Last year it was weird because we had snow on all, on September thirtieth. Yeah, um, we had like two and a half inches. This year, dude, I don't know, man. The farmers' almanac said something like we're supposed to have a heavy winter. Everybody else is talking. Nope, it's going to be a light winter. And I'm like, nobody knows. You know what's going to happen? Area, it's always a guess. You know what's going to happen? And it'll do what it does. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't know. I watch this. It's like, man, wait ten minutes. And the, okay, there's the North Idaho joke of wait ten minutes, the weather will change. Mm-hmm. And Which can, is true. You can hit all four seasons in one day. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's <laughs> so. totally true. Like, um, I mean, last year they were like, oh, it's supposed to be heavy winter. And they decided ahead of time. And it was, it was cold. Yeah. Dude, it got, it got crazy cold. But did we have a ton of snow? No. Not at all. But like two but, years ago, we had like four feet. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on anymore. And that's really what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I have a snowblower, so I don't care. Yeah, it's I like do too. It, it can dump, whatever. Do you like, have the heated handles? I don't. I, I got do. the mit, I got the mitts. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I've got the heated handles. I totally want to get the the stupid plastic canopy to put on it. You know, so <laughs> so, so when it's involved. like snowing and blowing, I can just I don't care. It doesn't shoot back into your face. Basically, is how it looks. Yeah, I don't know. I have a four wheeler this year too, and I'm like, I'm getting heated grips. That'd be cool. I don't have a plow for it yet, and I'm like, I don't have a big enough driveway to necessitate a plow. Yeah, no, like, you don't. I'm like, I could still get a plow. <laughs> <laughs> hit my driveway or hit my sidewalk <laughs> mm-hmm. oh that'd be super nice oh my gosh that'd be nice <laughs> yeah. but it's like at the same time it's two passes with my snowblower and it's all good too so do the do the snow plows totally bury your driveway in a giant berm yep okay so every yeah. time every single time there was one year i was out snow blowing and it was like literally outside. This was like at nine o'clock at night when the plows were going up and down the streets and I could see them coming. I had like the flags up in the corners of my driveway, everything like that. And dude, you totally like my dog is just chilling, right? Yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, and uh, I'm standing out there and dude, he like has a little gate thing that he can raise and lower. He left that thing open, went straight across my driveway. And it's like, you flipping jerk. Like I've never been that mad at a plow driver where I threw a snowball at him. Like, like that's I mean, so I get bad. it. Their, their job is a pain in the butt and yeah. they're up early and up late and all over the place. But like, I feel like, can't you just lift the blade 
for driveways? Maybe that's no, because they're too often. They're well, way they have too the soon. gates and on the, in Coeur d'Alene. So they have this like gate on the side that goes up and down so yeah, they, they can, can shut it, it as they go by you. Yeah. And then they open it as they go past the part of your, like the front of your house that doesn't have driveway. Yeah. But imagine how close the houses are and like how much of a pain in the butt that would be to be like, yeah, you'd always be clicking that button. And they do. Like I can hear it going up and down. And I mean, you'll see it like raise and lower. But I mean, the fact that I was just standing there and he did it, I'm just like, <laughs> butthead. Like, that's yeah. so bad. <laughs> no, totally, dude. That sucks. It's an, it's probably a thankless job, I'm sure. So oh, 100%. I'm not looking forward to snow at the same token. Like, I, if it's going to snow, I want a lot of it. I'm not like the little, like, give me three inches and then let it be soggy for the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Well, dude, I mean, the soggy with the with the nasty ice everywhere, and you're yep. like, this blows. Yep. But give me some snow. Yeah, I, I'd enjoy that. Especially if you're like, hey, give me like a couple feet and then be nice for like a couple weeks. That'd be cool. I dig that. Yeah, 100%. Like, enjoy it. Like, it's still cold, but it can be nice out. Like, I'll dig that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Um, That's good stuff. Yeah. I don't know how we got on the top. Dude, anything oh, else fun? Did anything else going on? Anything uh, anything planned for the, the weekend? Uh, well, well, I got a football game Friday night that I'm doing broadcasting, uh, okay. state playoffs, quarterfinals, um, cool. celebrating my birthday. Nice. Well, my birthday's next week, but, but celebrating it early. Yeah. Cause it easier. I won't have, you're not going to do it the weekend after. I don't have, I won't have Owen with me next weekend. So we'll do it this weekend. Okay. So he can be in it. Okay. Yeah. So he can, he can celebrate my birthday for me. And then you're going to adult your birthday next weekend, maybe. Or deer hunt. <laughs> Uh, that's another option. Yeah. <laughs> I can always use more meat. Yeah. It's like yeah, elk wasn't enough. I got to go get a deer now. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, probably how I will spend it. Well, I'll probably have a game in the Kiwi Dome Friday night next week. So hmm. very cool. Oh, maybe we'll see if everybody wins. Yes. We'll just kind of play by ear and see what happens. Yeah. That's all you can really do. Right. I mean, that's, that's if when you hit part. your thirties, like I don't like making plans anymore. We've joked about it. Like in our, conversations about the podcast like how to plan out things and we're like let's be honest like we're single parents and we own our we run our own businesses it's It's like a month out doesn't work (laughs) it's not easy because i can't even think that far out i'm like oh my gosh like i need like a maybe a week or two at most is what i can physically think about and then beyond that i don't know how parents do it like yeah how do you have months planned out it screws me up because i'm like i don't know when you have kids things get thrown to the wind because you're like oh something happened Got to break everything, you know? Certain things I hate being spur of the moment and spontaneous, like it bugs me. And I, I have some type A to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, I, I like to plan everything out. And except for like when I went to the Oregon Coast this summer, it literally like we, I planned it out the week before I left. Dude, the, <laughs> for like, me, that would have been like, oh, two days. And I would surprise the boys and been like, guys, make sure you pack for your mom's house. This is what I used to do when they were little. I, I'd be like, dudes. I need you to pack for your mom's house for the weekend because you're going to be going there. I've got, I've got a trip I've got to do for work. And they're like, oh, okay. And then I'll wake him up, have everything preloaded and wake him up at like four in the morning and leave and be like, guys, I got to stop off here real fast. And I'm going to drop you off to your mom's. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. Don't worry about it. I'll wake you up when you're ready. No way. And I wake him up in like the Tri-Cities or whatever because I'm going to Oregon Coast, right? <laughs> and they're like, where are we? And I'm like, surprise, we're going to grandma's. We're going to hang out on the coast for the weekend. And they're like, not nah, freaking out. <laughs> and I'm awesome. like. I, I just, that's how I like to do it. I don't know. And I'm always like, I'm super spur of the moment for that. Cause I'm like, that sounds fun. But if it takes more, like if it's more than a couple of days, then I'm going to be like, okay, I need to plan it out. Got to set it up. Right. That's and awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. It just, it, it's fun. And they don't realize it. I did for my, uh, for uh, Christian's birthday one year, just to, just to blow his mind. And he was like totally elated that we were going down to see grandma and grandpa and just have fun and hang out. And 
spend the time on the coast and not have a care in the world. It was cool. It was very fun. I didn't get a dog. I'm pretty no. sure I got a cat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. That's a good thing. I know. She's super mellow and she's six months old. And this is a, like, if she's like, like this, I'm digging if she's like it when she's older. Like, I'll yeah. be cool with that. It's nice when you find them with like chill attitudes and you're like, okay, cool. I can just relax. I don't yeah. have to stress. That was why I'm like, I was really suspect about getting a dog because I didn't want one that was a psycho. Mm-hmm. And then she was like super chill when we just sat there. I was like, okay, like I can dig this. Like, I think we'll be all right. Until she gets all relaxed and stuff and comfortable with her new home and is like, oh, they love me. And then she sees Owen freaking out sometimes and is like, oh my gosh, kid energy. Yeah, she has done that already. Yeah, <laughs> see, so that's a... <laughs> gets the zoomies running around the living room and stuff. She's like, she had that last night, but... For the mm-hmm. most part, she's like, she's like, new home, sweet. All right, I That's like cool. this. It's nice that animals like actually. So if you're an animal owner and your animal's insane, it's because your energy is insane. Yep. That's really what's going on. If if you if you have anxiety, if you have any kind of issues like that, anything, your dog will react to that and will see it before you do, and you'll be like, why is my dog effing crazy? And it's because the underlying issue is your energy, and you're projecting that onto him. Yeah. And. uh it was kind of funny, like, we dropped off Owen at school today. She was, like, excited to introduce herself to every single kid in Owen's school. Of course. Um, <laughs> but, like, she didn't jump on anybody. She was just like, oh, new new kid to sniff. Oh, new kid to sniff. And then uh, we got back home, and, like, I had I have a guest bed in my office because mm-hmm. my office takes up, like, half the room, and then there's, like, a twin-sized bed in there. Yeah. So I'm sitting in there working. I'm expecting her to just, like, curl up on the floor. No, nope. I, like, turn around, boom, she's laying on the bed. And there was like a pillow kind of in the corner. Next thing I know, the pillow's in the middle of the bed. She'd like kind of nudged it to the little bed. And there was mm-hmm. a, like an old blanket that was on the edge. She covered herself up. That's pretty awesome. I was just like, <laughs> it was that's, super funny kind of nested. And I'm like, that's going to be a super fun, entertaining right, cool. <laughs> kind of little dog to grow up with. Yeah. And she's not going to be huge. So she's got small paws and mm-hmm. she's like having, like I said, like a mini lab. She's super cool looking. That's really cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. So hopefully that's the wiener dog energy coming out. And she's like, I'm just going to be lazy. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's um, why I have cats. Yeah. Because, um, nope. Low maintenance. I, yeah. Super low maintenance. <laughs> I, I'm too busy. I, I like, I don't, I have stuff to do. Nope. Can't do it. Yeah. Don't need tied down. Have kids. <laughs> exactly. I've got a child. That's enough work. So I was telling Owen, I'm like, all right. He's like, why can't we get a dog? I'm like, I already have to clean up your poop. I don't need to clean up another animal. <laughs> Dude, I think they've already pre-released um, tickets for Ghostbusters. Really? Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Da, 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 da. Um, what do you think? You gonna go see it in the theater? I might just do pay per view. <laughs> really? Be those, might be one of those guys. Um, uh, if it depends if I can sneak in my own stuff. How can you not sneak in your own stuff? Have you ever been busted at the theater for sneaking in anything? Not even once. I may have been busted with like a couple buddies when we went to go see The Hangover. But it also was one of my buddies decided to sneak in adult beverages and kicked one down the aisle on accident. That's where the issue is. That makes sense. <laughs> you get the flashlight guy going, what are you guys doing? And I had like a huge bag of uh, Sour Patch Kids that I did not get from the theater. You had all the random stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I have good snacks. Like you guys want to charge me $95 for a bucket of popcorn. So November 17th, uh, River Park Square. The IMAX? Not go to Spokane to watch it. Yeah, no, I won't either. That's uh, that's a big no. Um, I'm 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 torn. You know, like I've got I've got good sized TVs in my house mm-hmm. with nice surrounds, and I, I did that because I don't want to spend a hundred bucks to go out to a movie because you know if it's you me take your and kids. three people. Yeah, and then you've got like 
Everybody $20 gets a soda popcorn. and like, even if you get just one, one popcorn to share. And then the beverage has to get a soda. Yep. Cause you don't want to share that. Or sometimes you have to like, yeah. dude, I mean like you're that's still spending, it's a, it's a ton of money. Throwing down a bill. Yeah. Now it was the old school days and it was like five bucks a person oh, to get dude, in. Really- It'd be like, all right, sweet. And then you're like, okay. And then the same prices for like candies and stuff. You're like, oh, that makes sense. If it goes, like obviously in theater, if it goes to the discount cinema, I might see it twice there. Yeah. I hope it's amazing. Um, I was actually reading about how Hasbro has the rights to the proton packs hmm. and the other stuff. Hasbro literally made all the toys for the first Ghostbusters movie. Did you know that? I did. So, but I had they, some. they also made the real proton packs for the movies. Oh, so they were the ones that licensed it. They're actually officially licensing and selling proton pack replicas um, for like 400 bucks or whatever. But they're the legit costume ones that were made for the original movie. That's pretty cool. That they brought out for this movie. They're they're just, there's so much fun, dude. I mean, I think it's cool that Uh, there's parallels between the original, from what we've seen in the trailer, the parallels from the original to like this one. It looks awesome. Like there's like the Easter eggs kind of mm -hmm. like, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. No. And and, and I think it's cool because like people our age um, grew up with these things. These were movies that defined us, you know, our our generations. They didn't turn into light year. Yeah. Um, And now that they're pulling from it and they're actually going, you know what? We're going to use the original writer's family. We're going to do this right. Now we're getting this real perspective. We're like, wow, someone did it right. And we get to geek out about all yeah. these movies that are going to be redone. And like when you, when we watch the trailer, if you watch the trailer, people do it. I mean, do it for sure. You actually see almost the original style, um, special effects and all that stuff. And you're like, you're like, they didn't soup it up or go crazy. They took it. They made it look real for the aspect and called it done, and I'm like, that's phenomenal. What do you think the next movie from our generation that gets redone is? Besides, we've already seen the Matrix stuff come out, but like, yeah. even earlier of our generation, like when well, we I mean, were kids too. So we know never, we know the uh, Flight of the Navigator is going to happen. Oh yeah, right. Uh, are they going to do it right? I don't know. No. I'll, I'll, I want to look. We'll see what happens. I say I'm calling ET. ET would be okay, but I feel like they've overdone all the alien stuff, and they wouldn't do a simple, basic alien like that. It's too... It would be like his family comes back. Yeah. I mean... He brings his wife and kids. Do you remember Mac and me? <laughs> yeah. And the alien family and the drinking of the Cokes and all that stuff? Yep. That's like how they tried to redo E.T. Yeah. To make it friendly for the family, right? Yeah. I think that if they were going to do a new Gremlins... Maybe E.T. goes back to his planet and finds out that they had elected somebody's president that poops their pants, and he gets fed up because he ends up having such strict restrictions put on where he lives that he has he comes to back. leave and come back to earth to escape the oppressive government that he was facing. Random factoid. <laughs> ready for this? Sorry. Um, I went way too deep on that one. <laughs> someone, there, there was a, a high level approving manager uh, that said, no, M&Ms will not be released for trademark in the ET movie. So instead they went with Reese's pieces, mm-hmm. the little, the yeah. little candy ones, you know, that manager was fired. I could imagine so. Or, I mean, like, seriously, imagine if I'm, like, like, that made Reese's Pieces huge. Yeah. It was a big deal, right? Um, gosh, yeah, I mean, crazy, That crazy. would be, like, in, I'm trying to think of some of those movies, like, that are pretty iconic, where you see, like, a certain brand, and you're, like, like, in Home Alone, where he was drinking Coke. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, no, we're going to go with RC Cola. Think of, like... <laughs> <laughs> random cartoons that you'd want. Cause I just watched uh, the GI Joe one snake yeah. eyes. Right. And you know, I'm watching it. And I'm like, I, I hate how snake eyes is kind of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a tainted history. Right. 
And and I'm watching it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I put it together because the correlation, Snake Eyes and his brother, his brother was the bad guy, Snake Eyes mm-hmm. was the good guy, he was wearing black, brother wore white. It was always interesting. And I think they did, they did okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, there should have been more to it, I feel like, almost. A little more development, a little more stuff, but it, it was okay for what it was. Masters of the Universe. Um, I heard I they're, they're going to try and do that again. Okay. Because I know that they came out with a TV series. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the, the Dolph Lundgren movie in the 80s, it was great for what it was. I mean, yeah. let's be real. I mean, it, it was fantastic for that time frame, right? Um, I would love to see a new one that, that actually played the more Masters of the Universe, He-Man and all yeah. that in a more accurate way and not just like, oh, well, they came to this earth and now there's this. No, I want to see Eternia. I want to see all yeah. that. I want to you, nerd out. You know what I would want to see just because of the campiness of it, but it could be redone really well with newer effects and everything. Bloodsport. Bloodsport was great. Bloodsport could be awesome if it was redone correctly now. It was, I mean, well, I mean, I still watch it to this day. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. And you could still include Jean-Claude Van Damme. The fun part is that Frank Devereaux, the character he played, uh-huh. no one can confirm his statements. He's a real guy. He was yeah. in Black Belt Magazine, talked to about, but no one can find his lineage anywhere or confirm any of the statements he, he has made. Huh. Yeah. Intriguing, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I was all about martial arts back in the day, so I'm all about reading everything. I was, yeah. like, I was like, is he real? What's going on? It's super fun to try and find out if that's a, that's a fact. That's cool. You know what I, I'd like to see as a movie would be Mask. Okay. M-A-S-K. With Rocky, yeah, with Rocky Dennis. Um, was it, who's Rocky? No, no. no. Mask is the movie where he, the no, Rocky Dennis is the guy sorry. that has the messed up face. No, not that one. I'm thinking the cartoon Mask. The Mask. No, you're thinking The Mask. I'm thinking no. the cartoon. Mask was a movie that had Rocky Dennis in it, and it was the really weird. Oh, yeah. the, the Mask was the movie and the cartoon which, no. with John Car- no, dude. Jim Carrey. You're wrong. I'm, there is a show called Mask. M-A-S-K. Type it in. Capital M, period A, period S, period oh, K. got you. And okay. it was, they were like defenders of the U.S. or you whatever. I didn't know. specify that. Well, I was that. said the cartoon, dude. I'm trying to clarify. Okay. You, didn't, you didn't give me time. You cut me off, homie. Anyway, so yeah. No, mask, right? Um, where the Camaro, the little jets come out of it, the freaking, oh, okay. the, the doors fold up, the like DeLorean style, yeah. right? Um, that would be super cool to see. Yeah. It's like a cross of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Kind of, yeah. But it was an amazing There's cartoon. The old 57 Chevy. Um, yeah. There was a motorcycle that actually had like a piece came up and it folded out and turned into a helicopter and he flew yep. away. Like there was some really cool stuff that I think they could pull a lot from. Although, I mean, it, it really feels like everything's been done now. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, that's why I was coming back on like blood. I mean, you're going to start getting more obscure movies that were, are going to be redone. I mean, but. literally everything's a like Romeo and Juliet for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everything's always tied into that. That's kind of the base premise. Well, you you can't like undo it. Campy, you know, rom-coms. They're all kind of the same premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many they times have can you make, how many times can you remake or make, uh, what's the one with uh, the, the Southern one that, oh, what's her face? The blonde. Um, but I'll use this premise because it's like the premise of every movie or any lifetime. One. Big city girl moves back home and sees ex old boyfriend that hasn't changed much, but she thinks that she can change him. Oh, it's every Hallmark movie ever. Yeah, or like half the romantic comedies. Or Sweet Home Alabama is what I'm thinking of. Yep, it yeah, fits that to a T, right? I mean, and they really yeah. do. So, it, How many times can you remake that? <laughs> everything's just a different spin on something else. And that's yeah. okay because we, you, you go to a movie to kind of get away from reality and enjoy yeah. life and whatever and not dissect it till you're like, I just took all the fun out of it. 
Yeah, and it's like who cares? Uh, just yeah. have fun with it. It's a movie. Nobody cares. Don't give me any political crap. Don't give me any like that. Don't give me any dude. It doesn't even need to do plot. Just give me some time to have fun and and so get away. And the hangover. The hangover was so flippin' stupid, but I loved that movie because it like let you be an idiot. It was like, an, dude, where's my car? For an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, like, dude, where's my car? <laughs> or um. Right. Without a paddle, Since, like, what's yeah. The, what's without a paddle is a great right? movie. I mean, and that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The Burt Reynolds character in that movie is hilarious too, by the way. Um, but no, I um, I was thinking about that in the car the other day. I'm like, man, like we talk about in this, we talk about TV shows and music from like the 90s being the greatest. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm gonna throw like comedies from the night. The 90s may have been the one of the greatest eras of comedies. I want to say 80s and 90s. Because okay. late 80s, they... Because you had Caddyshack thrown in there, yeah, which they, was late 70s, maybe? Yep. Was that early 80s? No, no, I would say that was that was probably early. I think it was, it was 80, early, early 80s, 80s because like after 82. that was like the uh, the the one where um, they went to the army and the... Or no, Dan Aykroyd stripes. and whatever stripes. Yeah, stripes happened. That's the first one that popped into mind. Phenomenal, right? Um, but like, but that yeah. kind of was a precursor to the comedy that came out after that. Like going, look, you can be stupid and it'll still sell. Yeah. Stripes is a great movie, by the way. Yeah, that's a great one. Too. Uh, but I was thinking, like, Happy Gilmore mm-hmm. like, was a. I mean, if if that's ever on, you always stop, right? Yeah. I always stop. Like Billy Madison is another one. Like, I mean, you go to any Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler did really any Chris Farley movie. Yep. Like David Spade to an extent. <laughs> David with Chris. Yeah. Or Joe Dirt. I'll give mm-hmm. you. Um, but going outside of that, like when you get Dickie Roberts, was a ridiculously bad movie. Yeah, not so amazing. But it's it's like the whole thing was that how many you've got to recreate yourself every yeah. time and go, okay, let's make a new spin on whatever and let's let's try, right? But even the teen comedies that came out during that era were awesome. Like Camp Nowhere, like people might mm-hmm. not know of that movie. I thought it was a great movie. Dude, Holes. Holes was awesome. Everybody loves Holes. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally, I mean. Uh, Heavyweights may be one of my favorite all-time movies. That's a fantastic one. Sandlot was in there too. I mean, like. I feel that, like. I, I feel bad for this generation because um, they they're unaware of Ernest and the Ernest amazing that is Ernest. Well, I mean, beyond Ernest that, Ernest's TV show, yeah, the the Saturday morning car, or TV show that he had was was bomb because you had Miss Manners that was mm-hmm. cross dressing on TV, right? <laughs> but ridiculous level of it, it was it was phenomenal, and you learn something. You're like, well, this is dumb, Ernest but it's funny, Christmas. and I learned it. Yeah, the Ernest movies were actually, Dude, I watched those as a kid. Yeah, I usually watch... Um, Ernest Saves Christmas, I watch every year around Christmas. Though. Ernest Scared Stupid is my is my go-to every Ernest Halloween. Ernest Goes to Jail is pretty funny. Ernest in the Military? What's that one called? I think I that's what it's so. called. Um, there are just so Ernest many. Ernest in the Army. Or and, and he's so phenomenal. So I, I'm hoping that um, in the next maybe five, ten years, maybe 15, that John Cena picks up the role and rolls with it. <laughs> Could I think maybe work hundred yeah. percent, dude. Hundred percent. Jim Barney, John Cena. No, I mean when you look at pictures compared, yeah, they true. are. Um, okay, I mean, I, he's like a buff. He's, he's like he's a buff Jim Varney. Buffed yeah. out Jim Varney is okay. all he is. I give you that. Um, Especially when he dresses like on Saturday Night Live when he plays the teenage girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I think he can do it. Yeah. Okay. He just needs all the that. voices. Yeah, I can give you that. Jim Varney, we miss you, buddy. He's yeah. dead. He he passed away. He yeah. passed away. Yeah. Um. Not because of COVID, no. but probably now because of COVID. They posthumously find that he had COVID. They, yeah, they went back and pulled his corpse and then okay. pulled an autopsy and said, oh, he has one of the markers for COVID-19. So now he's he died of COVID. He's he's one of the numbers. Jim Candy. 
Dude, John, Kelsey, John yeah. Candy. John Candy, yeah. John Candy's one of my favorite all time. Gosh, actors. I mean, I loved John Candy movies. Uncle anything, anything he was in was amazing. Planes, trains, automobiles. I mean, like, name a bad movie John Candy's in. Because even yeah. was it Wagons East that he was in that, like, he did right at the end? Was that the one he was doing with? Um, you can't, I, I don't think there is one at all, honestly. Because even that one. one's pretty funny. Yeah. Is it Wagons East that he was in, or was it, um, it was another one that was like from that. Like time period in so, history. Yeah, I love John like, Candy, dude. Yeah. Like Home Alone, where he's the Polka King. <laughs> dude, who's Harry Crumb? Yeah. Uncle so Buck, great. though. You did say Uncle Buck. I yeah, Uncle Buck. Buck. I mean, we all we all love Uncle he Buck. He was also great. the uncle in Bobby's World, the cartoon. Yeah, he was. Yep. You're right. Yeah, John Candy, rest in peace, man. That was like people talk about like deaths of celebrities that hit you. That one was like the first one. I'm like, no. Like I was super upset when I found out he died. I didn't really, uh, I don't know, man, like not, not much hits me unless you're really, unless we actually were engaged together, you know, like, yeah. so Robin Williams, sometimes when I'm watching the, uh, the movies and I'm like, oh man, you know what? Well, and that's more the sentiment that I have. I was like, yeah. no, like he was my, one of my favorite actors, mm-hmm. like the lovable fat guy, like John Candy was brilliant. Yeah. Really he was. was. Yeah. He was brilliant. But yeah. Like the Robin Williams death, but Robin Williams, I mean, he had his, I mean, we're going to talk about this in this episode kind of some of the stuff he was dealing with besides depression, but I don't, okay. So here's my thing though. Did he really, or was he suicided? Was, and, and, and you know, it's, it's like kind of weird. Yes. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. I mean, we all talk about them now, like Heath Ledger, all these ones that you think of like Chester Bennington. Like, I mean, it's like your Bennington, like all Bennington? these people that yeah. were looking into child pornography or yeah. child sex trade in Hollywood or whatever. All of these, all of these people that were, gonna do documentaries or we're doing documentaries or whatever on this stuff and they just all committed suicide around the same time and you're like oh uh, yeah i mean we're getting into people say it's fun conspiracies but, but like yeah i mean there's there's some parallels there that are definitely irrefutable yeah. yeah um it's just it it's tough it, it really is tough because who knows and yeah you don't ever want to think that like i, I there's a there's new what there's a new show or a documentary on Brittany murphy I think it's on Netflix. No, it's on HBO Max. I think HBO Max. And what happened with her? And I'm like, man, you know, Brittany Murphy, she had a great career going. I wonder if, um, I, I really wonder, you know? Yeah. No relation to Charlie Murphy. No, I'm not joking. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, but she was great. Like I really, I totally enjoyed her even in her really off movies with like, she was an eight mile, right? With Eminem, I think she so. was Eminem's girlfriend, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, she was up. She was up eight miles. She was in um, Happy Feet. Yeah, um, she was in what's the one with the blonde chick? Um, I the blonde. Yeah, I can totally. I can with Alicia Silverstone. Okay, right. She was in that. She was the girlfriend of town, and Alicia was the that. High class, Richie, snobby, stupid, doesn't know how to drive a car. Oh, uh, Clueless? Yeah, Clueless. Thank you so much. Yeah. She was in one with Mark DeCoscos. Mark DeCoscos is uh, one of my favorite martial artists called Drive. And she played this ditzy brunette, like so ridiculous. But um, I think Brittany had a lot more career in her. So I smelled a new soap. Oh, by Patriot. Okay. Sheepdog. Is it new? Peppermint. Is it? I think I have it. Isn't it? Is it's it new? Blue. I don't know it's if blue? it's new, but it's I new and I haven't smelled it yet. Oh, because so when Junior and I went to um, the coffee stand, aff- yeah. Afflicted, right? Yeah. Um, Anchored? 
Anchored, sorry, yeah. Afflicted. Anchored. Afflicted. It's like an issue. interesting coffee shop. My bad, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I think afflicted. <laughs> it's coffee so, liquor stand, yeah. <laughs> when we went to Anchor, we were like, hey, uh, we're here to buy some Patriot soaps. What do you have? And they were like, uh, well, and I'm like, can we just smell every one of them? So they literally pulled the entire box out. There's a new one out, too, that I haven't smelled yet. Okay. Unsupervised. I may have that one also. In my defense, I was left unsupervised. Smells like the boss is out of town and possibilities are endless. I haven't smelled it yet. Yeah, I think I have that one also. Really? Yeah. It's blue as well. Um, I, I don't know what the actual soap bar, but the, the I, you know. sheepdog one smells fantastic if you like oh, yeah. peppermint. I really like that one, actually. Um, but yeah, I need, I need the unsupervised one now. Justin, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, if Christmas is coming up now that we're past uh, the Halloween season. Um, you know, we're under what? I don't know. Under 40 days, days under, yeah. or under 60 days till Christmas. So I am not prepared in any way, shape or form. I am yeah. very bad at that. Some so, years I'm really good at that. If you're Some looking, yeah, really if you're looking for gift ideas, stocking stuffers, man, I'm telling you, Patriot Men Company, uh, excellent place to go. Soaps. They've got swag. Now you can get gear. Their Patriot gear is awesome. I was wearing the hat the other day. You saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got awesome stuff. So check them out. You can uh, check out their store online. They are 100% veteran owned. They're made locally here in North Idaho. And it's all, all like organic, like materials and everything that they use in there. Um, great stuff. And I tell you what, I have eczema. That's really bad. And especially happens. It gets really bad in, in winter. Um, ever since I started using the products, it's cleared up. Do they so, just, they're great products. Yeah. So hit up Patriot Man Company. You can search them on Google, Facebook, uh, online. They've got a store on Facebook Marketplace. So you we, can uh, check we them tag out them regularly so. on the podcast and on Facebook. So yeah, just follow the link. Easy peasy. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we mentioned a few things earlier um, about how, you know, stressors, right? Yeah. And, and anxiety and, and things that cause those. Part um, of the opening song. <laughs> yeah. That's really the. That's what's going on there. I mean, that whole yeah. song was written about that that kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, the lead singer Billy wrote. Yeah, the basket a lot case of people, about his anxiety. Yeah, dude, a lot of people are struggling with anxiety lately. There's a lot of unknowns, and yeah. that that's what causes it. I mean, anxiety is the fear of something new, something unknown, and you just dwell on it, and and, and you 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 kind of start stressing. And it's funny because like anxiety is twofold. It's a if it's a fear of doing something, then you've got the fear of failure. Yep. I might fail, but you also have the fear of success on top of that. Well, if I succeed, will they expect me to succeed every time? And then what new responsibilities do I have from succeeding? Yeah, there's the fear of the unknown. There's And, and you know, we're entering the one season where it is the most anxiety-ridden time period of the year is the time between, like, the end of summer and, and New Year's. Like. It's just people are freaking out. Like Christmas makes things bad. You get the winter doldrums and blues. Like and that's that low those, vitamin D levels. Low vitamin D that, levels yeah. are a big part of that. Um, but generally, just because people tend to, you know, as the seasons change and they get towards like family focus, maybe there's people that are gone out of their life that used to be there that aren't there anymore, um, or they've had changes in their life and they don't know how people will deal with that. There's all sorts of stuff I behind think- the scenes that. I want to say for this for this time period, it's it's the fact that people and the holidays are expected to buy stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of money that gets shuffled around this time of year, and that's a massive issue. I mean, if your sales, sales typically drop off this kind of year, Yeah, uh, depending on what your sales are, right? Some yeah. sales boost, some sales don't. But I mean, you, you go, oh my gosh, 
when's my next check coming in? Yeah. What's commission looking like? And a lot of people are going, okay, am I going to be getting that, that holiday bonus, that holiday, whatever. And it kind of screws you up a whole lot for sure. So they get that anxiety piece and, and people just tweak out and it, it's normal. You know, I think that's really what causes the majority of all of this is that people first, there's, there's fear of getting a gift that's wrong, right? Yeah. That's that to me, that's crazy. The fact that if anybody gives you a gift, doesn't matter what it is. The thought behind it is really what counts. And that it's stupid to say it, but it really is that you should accept it with open arms. You know, Be happy that you were even considered. You know, and the thing, like, I really encourage people that, especially close to me in my circle, I don't want stuff. Like, I don't, I'm horrible at receiving gifts. Oh, dude, you and I both. I, I get uncomfortable sometimes. And compliments. really nice, yeah. And compliments, and you're like, thanks. Uh, Thank th- you. Th- you too? Yeah. um no i I, like i don't mind i like giving gifts to people i really genuinely care about because i genuinely get like pretty creative into knowing where they what they like Mm -hmm. um and i usually try to give something that um can help them in that like well if it's a kid obviously it's a toy based on something they enjoy Uh, if it's an adult i kind of want to give them something that might make their life easier um or enjoyable or whatever, just kind of like, I mean, one year I gave Yeti mugs. I got like a Yeti mug and I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. It keeps coffee hot for like three hours. Mm-hmm. So I gave everybody in my family Yeti mugs. Cool. And everybody's like, uses them still. I'm That's like, okay, cool. Cool. That's sweet. That was a great gift. Um, I do. I'm like, I like to create a limit for what I'm going to spend because yeah. early on in my, in my single fatherhood, I bought all sorts of crazy stuff and realized that kids only play with three things. And I was like, well, why am I wasting all this money on random? I'm probably sitting next to a big part of my Christmas yeah. gift right now. Though. I mean, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then some years I'm, I'm like, I'm like, all right, dudes, I know you really want an Xbox. This will blow the budget for the most part. Right. Yeah. Let's do that. And, yeah. and my kids we're at the point where it's like, all we care about really for, for Christmas is just being together. Yeah. Like I, I give them gifts year round for the most part. Right. Well, it was like last year. Um, Cause I opened my own business before Christmas. That's a, yeah. And my son's birthday is literally two weeks after Christmas. And so it's hard to like, you want to make sure, especially young age, that they're recognized for both. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I let the big, the big presents get given by my family members. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get him like some little stuff and like, you know, some hot wheels and stuff here and there. But I was like, you know, if you guys, I was like, nobody's expected for his birthday to like go all in again. Mm-hmm. grandparents don't listen to that and they don't care and they do it for both. Yeah. They do what they want. <laughs> but I mean, and so like on his birthday was when I got him, I got him a bike. I mean, like I, that's where I got him the big gift. So Christmas, he didn't notice that I did small things cause there were still other things mm-hmm. in place. Um, but I, the anxiety that, that people feel, I mean, money gets tight now more than ever. And there's other pressures and the cost of living is increased and fuel and everything else that we look at and anxiety. We live in a and world. If you're a single parent. Oh, oh it's even worse. It's worse. And so we, but we live in a world that like we put so much pressure on making sure that every I is dotted, every T is crossed and it has to be done. So with such proficiency that we have no room for being human, um, especially coming out of a time with like COVID that, you know, you talk about anxiety. I mean, you're being told that you're going to die for the first two months of it if you get it. And (laughs) so, um, and people, some people haven't like let go of that. Like they almost have Stockholm syndrome to their anxiety. And if that makes sense, I don't know. No, totally, totally doesn't make sense. And and, because it's something like they've grown accustomed to and they don't want to let it go. Um, 
you know, we live in the most anxious nation in the world. We're the most heavily medicated, the most overworked, most overstressed, most disconnected, most isolated nation in history. Even though we have the greatest forms of communication ever invented by mankind in phones and computers and everything else, we still have all of these issues. It's still not enough. Like anxiety is something that we can try to have all the cures in the world for disconnectivity and everything else. And yet it's still rampant. You look at the last 20 months of what we've dealt with. We have like zoom meetings and all this stuff. And yet suicide has, is continuing to skyrocket. Fear is uh, the great regulator of everything for the most part. And it sucks because some people truly get into it because they, they overanalyze too much or they, they believe, and it sucks to say they believe everything too much. I mean, we want Mm -hmm. to question everything, which is better than believing everything. We're the most social being in the animal kingdom. I mean, our Would you disagree with that? No, we, we truly are besides cockroaches. So <laughs> they truly what are happens social. when you remove that from something that you're created to be, you know, when we start to isolate, like we start to almost tell tell ourselves lies or we have like that inner monologue that gets tainted. And then you throw in like imbalances and deficiencies and mental health issues and everything else into that mix. Like it's no surprise that we have this like rampant issue yeah. with anxiety and depression. I mean, so we, so we know what anxiety is. We know what it feels like for the most part, right? Yeah. We know it's a chemical reaction or whatever. With the amount, the little amount that we're getting out now, right? People aren't getting enough sun. So clearly that's going to cause a depression issue. Vitamin D we know is, and the sun filtering is, is the best way to cure depression on the planet for the most part, right? Just getting out, breathing the fresh air, having all that. When you're stuck inside and you're eating whatever inexpensive crap you can find, right? Because people don't look at the quality of their food anymore either. People are eating ramen and mac and cheese every day, right? Like, it's just, can you imagine how bad you'd feel? Even if you're going outside eating garbage like that Ugh. on a regular basis Ugh. or medicating yourself with alcohol on a regular basis because you're going nowhere at home. Like, yeah, we're going to have issues. We're, we're going to have lots of issues. And then tie that with the fear of being around other humans. Your, your innate we, we are social creatures. We're a pack animals is what we are, right? Every animal on the planet, just about every mammal is a pack animal. Mm-hmm. And when you take that pack away, you severely limit your ability to contract other people's germs to increase your, your immunities, right? Your immune system. We, we ruin all the aspects that make us human. Well, you start killing your dopamine receptors in your brain because you don't have the interaction to make you feel happy by being around other people. There's things involved with that too that, I mean, there's like some deep stuff there. I couldn't dopamine, imagine. I know that it's more related to the yeah. depression side, well, but yeah, still, but, yeah. But I mean, I couldn't imagine not being able to hug somebody. Yeah. Imagine that you're, you're just single and living in fear and you go, you know what, friends, I, I just don't want to be around people because I'm really worried about catching this and dying, being the 0.002% and dying um, so no. And then, but being a hugger, oh my gosh, I couldn't fathom be that. Torture. Yeah. It actually hundred percent would be torture. And then trying to connect to people and be like, well, you know, we can, we can chat over messenger. We can text or, you know, FaceTime or whatever. No, it's not. It's just not enough. You know how easy it is? Like, Hey, how are you doing today? Fine. Dude, well, let's start with this. So imagine you're FaceTiming, right? What does 
what do regular TVs and electronics give off that cause issues? And you don't have to answer if you don't know. Blue light, right? right? I know exactly. And blue light spikes your cortisol levels, right? Mm -hmm. And cortisol is a stress hormone. So instead of giving that, getting that dopamine release and the relaxing of being in someone's presence, now you've got their face and you're associating it with cortisol and stress levels, right? Because the freaking blue light that you're staring at because you want to get close to somebody, what happens? Does your body normalize that to go, oh, now I'm going to have cortisol every time I see this face? Hmm. Okay, I mean, I, really, that's how our bodies that's work, good right? Insight, though, yeah. Crazy, yeah. Um, this sucks. I mean, the the whole reality situation is that it absolutely does suck. So let's think about our kids. Um, so well, now that let, we were doing up. that with school, yeah. Let, let's back up, okay, right? So if we get forced to do things that we perceive as our weaknesses, right? We get anxiety, clearly, right? When I was a kid and learning how to catch with a mitt, right? My, my best friend at the time, Sterling taught me how to catch and not to be afraid of a ball. He was like, dude, get in front of the ball. And I was like, nope, I don't want to get in front of the ball. Right. It scares the hell out of me. <coughs> you don't get hit by a ball. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so then finally I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get in front of the ball. And I started catching really well, started focusing like, like amazing as an adult. Now you throw something my way. I haven't played catch in a long time, homie. Um, <clears throat> I worry about dropping whatever the hell that expensive ass thing is because as adults, we don't toss things that are cheap. Here, catch my phone. Oh my gosh, you broke my phone because you didn't catch it. Like, there is anxiety there. There's yeah. a fear. You get that that kind of like instinct to go, oh no, right? You worry about it. That that kind of culminates in and rolls into more, more of that anxiety feeling. So you start generating more and more because of fear of failure on that, right? Mm -hmm. And then we talk about success being even harder because, man, let's say you go for that promotion, right? You fear not getting the promotion. But if you get that promotion, now what kind of stress do you have? What's new that you have to learn to develop, to do whatever? Maybe you've got to fire somebody in that new role. And you're worried about that also. Anxiety, man. It, it, it'll point. crush your life, right? Great point. 100%. I mean, you could have failed miserably with your, with your, what you're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, that sucks. It's scary. <clears throat> you yeah. have an unknown. There's, there's anxiety there, believe me. Like, I mean, I see it like... You have one bad month and you're like, uh, can I keep doing this? Like, Dude, I when, when, do I, when I pull the plug, when I started doing commercial insurance, um, for my own agency, right. It was, it was straight commission. Cause I was working mm -hmm. under somebody else's house, whatever. Um, but as an independent contractor and the fear of not producing, I'd never had anxiety in my entire life ever mm -hmm. until that moment, until I started working for commission only. Tell you what though, man, it makes you grow. It makes you take risk. That's for sure. Oh, 100%. Like 100%. Yeah. Um, just, just craziness. And it sucks. Now, as parents, we fear our kids getting hurt. Yeah. Daily, right? I mean, we've got apps on the phones that track them. We know where they're going. We want to be, we give them cell phones early in life because now we want to be able to call them anytime to make sure they're safe because we're worried for them. That's part of anxiety. We have band-aids with characters on them. Yeah. Um, we, want to, we want them to associate cuts with happiness like i mean come on <laughs> it's, it's i mean dude, yeah there's comforts in that but at the same time like let's be honest like we're i mean you, and it's sometimes it's more that helicopter parenting style that we're like hey you know what yes you got hurt here's something cool to cover it up so you forget you got hurt yeah right so kids don't learn no no we remove the lesson <laughs> like 100 percent, right so we, we've taken away our kids ability to to handle 
their kind of their anxiety in the future because we're not allowing them to struggle with stress. Mm. Remember as kids, dude, we were at all the time. We didn't, we, we didn't have our parents there to coddle us all the time. Yeah. We talked about this, I think two episodes ago about being able to let your kids fail. I think we talk about it regularly. Yeah. And, and Shane and Shane Needham and I had a great conversation with it. We were out on the boat one day and um, had a great conversation about him with his boys that he embraces the ability to let his kids fail daily. Mm-hmm. And you he's not going to let them get hurt. Like succeed he's not going yeah, to let them yeah. die, but he's going to give them, let them figure out how do I get out of this situation without having to be like, dad, I need you to answer that. Like you need to do this for me. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Because if you don't allow that failure, if you don't allow them to digest it at an early age, they never figure out how to resolve it at an yeah. older age. I mean, so, so okay, let's talk about stress reactions. Sure. Right? Um, I mean, what's, what's, what's the first stress reaction that comes to your mind? Withdrawal. Physically. Withdrawal? Okay, cool. Yep. So isolation, right? Yeah. That sucks. Holy crap, that sucks. Um, what, what's another big one do you think that people don't associate with stress? That do or don't. That don't associate. They they don't associate with stress. They assume it's something else. Um, I would say like hunger. Okay, totally. Yeah, as a stress response. Yeah, because they're eating like oh, I'm just hungry. No, you're you're stress eating is what's going on. Yep. I want to say um, IBS, irritable uh, bowel syndrome. Absolutely right. Because most people go, oh, it's got to be something I'm eating, and Dude, yes, it's part of that. Be. But you can totally create that based on your stress response. Yeah, your weight gain. Your I mean, oh, dude. Um, we on the depressed, chronic pain, people with chronic pain, once they resolve their stressors, start going, my back doesn't hurt mm-hmm. or, well, I mean, that just goes, your body's a kinesthetic chain. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with that term, that's listening, like everything is kind of interconnected within your body. Like muscles connect to other muscles that connect to joints that connect to other joints. So if you carry like your stress, you'll hear like a chiropractor, oh, you're really carrying your stress in your neck. Like, are you carrying your stress in the middle of your back? What they're saying is, is like, dude, you're out of whack. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Because something is causing you to, it could be physically your job, get putting stress, quote unquote, like the mechanical stress on your body, or it could be your body putting the emotional stress on your body. Mm -hmm. It's so weird because we, like how you carry your shoulders, people that tend to like hunch are stressed out and kind of keep them tight up. yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That sucks. And you don't realize you're doing it. You're just, no. so it, it's really, we or have if to you're be clenching your jaw a lot. Yeah. Some days I'll get there. I'm like, my jaw hurts. I'm like, holy crap. Like, like when I super focus on something and I'm like, I am, mm-hmm. I'm really trying to dig into it. And yeah. Like, oh. and you're like, dude, what is wrong with me? You know? And you just, <laughs> yeah. like, so you poke your kind of jaw and you're like, ah, that hurts. Yeah. It's like a dude. Yeah. It sucks. Jawbreaker. Like right like in the corner. If you push joint. now, you can feel how tight it is. Oh yeah. Oh, it's awful. No, I mean, it, or it's sometimes cool. like you like massage my head and I'll just have like knots like right in front of my ears. Mm-hmm. Like those muscles in my face just tense up. Yeah. Um, but know, it, another one's, yeah, like I said, isolation, obviously being one of them. Um, you know, you start doing, you having tics or you have certain um, foibles or I just have to have my glass of wine every night to unwind. I need to hit the bar after work with the boys. I've got to, you know, and go or go to my buddy's shop and I, we got to, you know, have a couple beers before I can go home and deal with my family. Like, I mean, we look at substance abuse and that might be one of the biggest ones that we start to see where it's the easiest alleyway to open towards the other stuff. I mean, how many parents do you know um, or people that you've heard of that as soon as they get home, they've got a pound of six pack in the garage before they go inside. I 
just to handle what yeah. was going on. Or like and when they're making dinner, they got to pop a bottle of wine. Next thing you know, that bottle's empty by the time you're eating dinner. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, you know, insomnia is a big one. I mean, we, we lose track of that one. Sleeping habits, um, stress wreaks hell on our sleep habits. Oh, dude. And so we know that if you don't sleep enough, right, um, you, your brain kind of goes crazy. Yeah. And there, there's so many days before you actually will end up killing yourself we talked, because of it. We talked to Alan on about that. Like he was dealing with the anxiety of his situation um, with his kid. Yeah. That, you know, dealing with that. I've been there. That like you start to almost play tricks on yourself. That like you're thinking things are happening that aren't happening or things are worse than they really are. And you have to like almost like. You get those delusions yeah. and you have to check it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. It sucks, man. And anxiety is always transferative. Yep. I, I mean, people say it can be. I don't want to say no. It really no, is. No, it is. I've, I've seen it firsthand. Yep. You live a life of anxiety to where you're so wrapped up in fear or you're so wrapped up in worry or you don't have control over, you know, what you think you should have control over, which everything is not possible to control. Let me newsflash. You're not going to control everything in life. No. And that's going to set you up to just be an absolute basket case if you think that that's possible. Um, well, so imagine, imagine this. So we, we have kids, right? Kids watch us 24 yep. seven. And, and with, even before they know it, they, they are mimicking us. So if we don't show them positive coping mechanisms, right. Or talk to them about understanding that their reaction, what they choose to react to whatever chemical they're feeling at that time yeah, is how they resolve their issue. Children will just mimic us. So, Hey, my dad drinks four beers every time he gets home from work. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and, and they'll, even if they don't want to, every time it. dad's mad, he just starts swearing and goes to the garage. Yeah. Dude. And I mean, you mentioned a while ago that children now carry higher levels of anxiety than institutionalized patients in 1950s. Yep. Holy crap. It's, it's unbelievable what we've done to our society. Um, as far as like this anxiety, I mean, it's an epidemic in itself and, Oh, I was, 100%. And the hardest part about it is that like you look at kids, they're the innocent ones. Like they have to, they have to learn from somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're modeling. And that's the scariest part in all of this. Right. The one thing I will give, like everybody kind of freaks out about like critical race theory in schools. Right. Yeah. The one thing that they're introducing that I actually think if it stays in its own lane, the social emotional learning is huge. It's huge. Yeah. I've seen it because of my past, like being in the classroom, I know what it can bring to the table. The one thing it's teaching kids is that it's teaching them to recognize emotions. If we well, suck as parents to recognize emotions and tell your kids, Hey, I'm feeling this way and it's okay to have feelings, but my reaction to it, if I'm going to take it out on somebody else in the house, or if I'm going to, you know, hit somebody over the head, or if I'm going to take off and jump in the car and, and see, go to the bar and you're not going to see me until in the morning. You know, when I'm rolling in and I smell like booze and cigarettes, yeah. like they're going to see that as, as that's the appropriate way to handle our emotions. Oh, dude, for sure. It's crazy, crazy. So we really have to do that. So one, I think one of the pieces growing up as kids, and this is why kids nowadays don't really get this. You ever play Monopoly as a kid? Yeah. And get frustrated and freaking pissed Flip off. Flip the board over. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm done. Or <laughs> did you have an older sibling or a friend that would just destroy a video game? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember when Street Fighter came out and my friends were so good and they just freaking, I, I didn't have video games. So I just died over and over again. I was the first like, oh, uh, I, modern warfare. Yeah. Right. If you don't have these things and or call it, yeah, or, or whatever, 
an older sibling or a friend that's better at you than everything, you never learn how to go, how to accept anything. Sometimes you have to go, yep, you know, I'm not amazing at this. I've got other strengths. I have that conversation with Owen because he'll be playing like a video game on his Switch like during his game. Like he has a lot of amount of time he can mm-hmm. play games. Um, you know, it's like, but at the same time, it's every other day. I don't let him have a section every day. He yep. doesn't get to play every day. Um, and he'll get mad and frustrated because he can't beat a certain part. And he'll keep trying to like turn off the game or go to something else. And I'm like, no, finish it. Mm-hmm. Like you got to finish that. Like yep. you got to work your way through it. You'll, I was like, and he's like, no, it's making me mad. And I'm like, no, you have to realize it's a game, but it's a challenge. You've got to finish that now. And, and it's, it's hard to like get a five-year-old to understand that. But like the message behind that is we just don't quit on things. Yeah. Cause it's going to eat at you later. Like I, I can never get past that part, but I'm just going to quit it. Like, well, no. you're never going to feel worthy enough either. Oh. And you, you have to, even if you fail over and over and over again, failure is good. It's a great learning tool. And we know that. Yeah. We totally know that. I was um, like, I, I would start a sport as a kid. My dad would never let me quit mid season. He would say, you don't have to turn out next year, Yeah, but you're not going to quit in the middle of the year. Yeah. No, not at all. Cause it, that's not just failing yourself though. That's failing the entire team of people that yeah. rely on you, which is even if you suck, they still rely on you to be yeah. out there, you know? Um, and it's crazy. And, and all of that, like imagine, imagine if you're a child that has never dealt with or understood how to deal with this stuff and your parents go through divorce or that child ends up raising children and has never addressed these issues. You, you have to learn how to deal with anxiety and how to handle that stress or else you're going to fail your children. You're going to continue that cycle. You know, and it, it, the thing is, is that I will say, if you genuinely have an anxiety disorder, a diagnosed chemical imbalance that causes an anxiety disorder, I will never tell somebody that, like, dude, you just need to get over it. Like, you need to go seek help. You need yeah. medica- medication's okay. Mm-hmm. Medication isn't a bad thing necessarily, but... I mean, it's all in how you handle yourself. Are you getting the extrinsic help from a medical professional? Are you intrinsically doing the right things too? Are you having like building healthy self-talk? Are you working I mean, on there's, lowering stress there's levels? There's a lot exercise, of things you can do. You diet. Know? But yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. Um, dude, I mean, so when when you look at anxiety, we as parents, we want to protect our kids from everything, right? I don't want them to have a hard time at all. I want to do whatever. But we have to go through those growth periods. We mm-hmm. all, we, I mean, we was talking in the past how, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? For the most part, we struggle causes growth, right? So it's, it's like, so there's, there's a Japanese art. It's called Kintsugi. And I probably destroyed oh, I'm glad that, you right? This is, I was going to use this. Like, I this is my about favorite this. thing. Yeah. But that, that art, they repair broken pottery or porcelain stuff with gold or other precious metals. Yep. Right. So instead of going, no, this is broken, throw it out. They, they fix it with this. They fix the brokenness by filling it was gold and precious metals to make it even more valuable. And that's what humans do, dude. That, that's our heart. Dude, no, I'm glad you brought this up because I, it's kind of weird talking about pottery and it's like making me emotional now. I read about this when I went through my stuff mm-hmm. and it changed like my outlook. It on, I don't know if you can like, no, no, I can totally <laughs> tell. So I was like, maybe I should keep talking. I don't know. I save Ryan for a second. Um, but it's true. Like, so yeah, you're going through brokenness. And knowing what to fill those cracks with, right? Um, learning and rebuilding. And dude, you become more valuable on the other end. It, it's, it's, it's so retarded. I hate, I can't say that. It's so stupid to say, right? Because it's so cliched. You become priceless on the other side. It's so cliched though. You're yeah. like, oh man, what are you like a Hallmark freaking card? 
but it's true. Like on the other side of, of that brokenness is amazing because you just picked up clues and cues and everything you can do. And now you're an even better person. How many people would just take that and throw it away? Yeah. You know, like just, and that's where I see suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I, and I, we see the like people, like they're broken people are broken people, right? They're going to hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing that life away that like you, you think of your life as an empty vessel, right? To be used for something. And if you're dropped and you break, like, and you think like, well, okay, I'm worthless. So I guess I can't, can't do anything anymore. I might as well just end it. Or I might as well just become nothing. If I'm going to be nothing, I'll become nothing and I'll just exist. Yeah. To where, you know, you can take the biblical aspect of this is like you were meant to be so much more or take just the analogy that's painted, fill yourselves with something that's of immense value. And on the other end of it, you become a priceless artifact that somebody will be, that will desire. We are, we are so afraid of being okay with brokenness, with anything that like that in society, that we just give up or we throw it away. It's, it's neat that in other cultures, not the U.S. culture, right? Not, yeah. not, not Western culture, but other cultures, they don't get a new phone every six months. No. They get a phone every two or three years. They wait till it's done where they can't repair it at all, right? And that's, that's literally what they do. So it's in Europe. I don't they feel actually, so bad now. They release cell phones <laughs> that are ahead of ours. Yeah. Because on our end, they go, oh, no, Americans, the U.S., they're going to buy them in six months. So we're going to wait and release one every single time. And that's why. We just, we have a throwaway culture and, and we throw away our brokenness and go, nope, that hurt too much. I don't want to deal with it. Well, digest it. Walk, so work through it. If you right. can do that to yourself, right? The Kintsugi thought of like broken pottery. What about relationships? Mm-hmm. Like some broken relationship, like think about family members that you may have had, you know, obviously safety issues and all that stuff. But it's, there's the mindset. Like, and you can't control them. You can't control them, right? But you also you. have boundaries and everything too. But you have to be able to, t- like, why can't you fill it with something better? If you came out of a relationship where your dad left you or your dad abused you, or your mom left or whatever, or your parents both left you and you're raised by your grandparents. Well, now you can do something with that vessel that you are. Say you became a parent. Mm-hmm. You can fill that with something priceless. You can be that for your kid. Yeah. Like you're not a throwaway either. Like you don't have to leave. Yeah. And if you, if you had a broken relationship, that's the time to digest that broken relationship and go, okay, I saw what worked and I saw what didn't work. Mm-hmm. Let's fill myself with more of what did work. Yeah. Let's pursue something like that. And that, that's a big problem in society. You and I, uh, we see people all the time that are like, they go from broken relationship to broken relationship to broken relationship. And you're like, and clearly in our end, we go, we can see you're choosing the same stuff over and over again. I didn't post slutty enough pictures on Instagram. So it must not be desirable or whatever. Right. Or, or they, or they, they <laughs> get upset about these guys that, that manipulate them and, and move on and do whatever. And they, and they don't go, let me digest what was good and yeah. what was bad and eliminate the bad and look for somebody that does not have those traits. You know what the, one of the best things you can ever do is call time out, man. Oh, hell yeah. Remove yourself. It's okay to be single too. <laughs> we know that. Embrace totally your okay. singleness. Yeah. I mean, those seasons are where you learn the most. Yeah. We love seasons yeah. of change and we love seasons of, of growth. And that's what, that's what really matters with the anxiety, the depression, all of that. It's all tied together. You want to keep anxiety low, then make the choices that don't increase your stressors. Yeah. And I know it's, that sounds too easy, right? <laughs> I mean, it really does. Just, when you're talking just, relationships, just right? Stop it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Figure out what complements your lifestyle. Make the, go. 
what's the outcome of this decision? Yeah. What, what could it be? If it's towards the direction you want to go, make it, right? If it's not, don't, don't go that way. Yeah. It's kind of basic for the most part, right? <clears throat> Look for, I mean, don't just jump into a relationship either. No. Don't. You're not going to use a relationship to heal your underlying issues of anxiety. I mean, you can't expect to go into a relationship and expect like, man, I've really just, I struggle with trust and I'm worried that I'm going to be left. So I'm going to meet somebody and I'm going to just keep meeting people until, you know, they're, they're just going to continue to use me or leave me. And it's really like, it's like, why enter with that mindset? How about like, wait, figure out that like people are leaving is their problem, not your problem. Yeah. One. Two, if they're continuing leaving, part of that could be because of how you think of the situation too, that you're giving them the open door. That always exists too. There's I, a lot I don't of know reasons. If I'm going, but there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> no, there are yeah, a lot of reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, but being able to have that in- intrinsic change that you're like, man, I'm worth, I'm worth being for. And if nobody's going to be for me, I'll be for me. I'll be there for me. That, I don't know if that's like yeah, no, way totally. too deep, but like. It's, but it's easy enough. Yeah. Take your time and build something that actually matters. I mean, yeah. it's just, we can't say that enough. And we, I think we say it often, right? Now, so let, let's say there's a lot of anxiety stress. There's, there's things that cause anxiety, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, we, since we're single dad podcast for the most part, we're more like single family relationship type stuff is what we do. Mm-hmm. But many of us have exes that manipulate us. Yeah. Right. They, you, maybe you're, you're possibly going through divorce. Maybe you're, already divorced, maybe you're, you're thinking about it, whatever. We don't know, right? Whatever step. It always feels like during, during that, a manipulative ex or partner strings you along just enough. You know, we talked about that in the, the episodes that we have done about narcissism mm-hmm. because they, the gaslighting drags you along to where eventually you have to learn how to like gray rock. Like you got to just like be unemotional to that individual. Yeah. Manipulation appears in many different ways. It could be legal. They could use legal over your head all the time and drag you along thinking that you're going to continually go to court because if you just give up a little bit more, we'll avoid court, give up a little bit more, give up a little bit more, give me a little bit more of this, you know, yep. like, and, and, and when does it stop? And if that doesn't work, then they come back with the, Play it super, super nice. Oh, yeah. you haven't hugged me in a long time. I, I miss you. I miss your they touch. They almost I, dropped a love bomb. Yeah. They, they, they almost whatever. And so that doesn't necessarily make them narcissistic. That just means they're manipulative, right? Yeah, there's a difference between the two. And there is. But it, it, yes, narcissists are going to do all that stuff also. But yeah. the reality is that people will do what they can to get their way. Yeah. If they feel like it's going to put them in a better spot, they will. So it's, it's tough because you're probably having anxiety when you think about the other person. Oh, you I mean, it. if well, you, you really I, loved the kids, you would give me a little bit more every month. And we went through this, right? Yeah. You and I, I mean, both, dude, I mean, <laughs> let, let's talk about it. How many times did you just lay in bed because you were like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Right. You're laying in bed. You're trying to get motivated. You're seriously having that conversation to get out of bed. Just like we talked with Alan on everything sucks. Right. Embrace you just suck, can't man. move. Yeah. I mean, I can, Embrace the suck. I know there's people out there that understand where that connotation comes from. I mean, it's more of a military term, but like, yeah, life is going to be a turd sandwich sometimes. Oh, it's hundred percent going to be. And you know, like I always heard that I had a pastor tell me, it was like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? It's like, well, one <laughs> bite at a time. 
Like you can't eat it all at once. You just got to keep taking small bites of it. Well, that's life too. I mean, in, in a microcosm is that you have to be able to approach it to where you're, you're chipping away at it. If you're dealing with anxiety, chip at the things that are giving, giving you anxiety, have your small victories. You're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to have setbacks. Give yourself the grace to work through that and be like, okay, I, I, I fell into the trap of the manipulation game today. Tomorrow, I'm going to limit my communication to, to five words or less. I'm going to do what I can. 100%. Now, we've all been traumatized, yeah. and I'm going to re-traumatize everybody because this needs to happen. But if you have gone through a bad relationship, if you're dealing with one now, if whatever, you all feel this. And it's, it sucks. It's scary. But um, this is how it feels. Come on, Artex. This is the scene that scorched and hurt a generation. Just trying to get my kid to school. Come on, boy. Yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> What's the matter? I hope everybody feels this I right understand. now. Some days it's, it's like this is how getting out of bed is. I understand it's getting difficult for you. You don't move, you're gonna sink. Seriously. <clears throat> I mean, like, and, and it's, it's weird, you know, we are, we're doing this episode and I was like, you know, that's, that's a struggle some days just to get out of bed. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like. Cause it keeps sucking you in. Um, it's like living in the swamps of sadness. It's just horrible. There is no giant freaking turtle on the other side that has a cold or is allergic to humans. But I mean, like it's still, it sucks. Yeah. So we've all been there. Um, there's a positive. Yeah. Right. There's a positive dude. What the first thing, like, like I said, Ryan, dude, um, man, if, if you're feeling depression, go see a counselor, get there's help nothing early week about getting help. Nothing. Or talking to your friends and family. There's nothing wrong with, with needing a sounding board, need it healthy people. I mean, if it's, you know, you find a good relationship with somebody at, I don't want to say necessarily bringing your stuff into work, but if that's what it takes, I mean, people need, if to, they're already a friend, cause they're, they're already a friend, probably already part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, people from church, people from, you know, that you've had in your past from school that were, I mean, I had a, a, a dad that reached out to me, um, to tell me that he was like 38 days sober. He was super excited. Dude, that's about. awesome. I haven't talked to him probably six months. And it was a guy that I went to high school with it. Like we didn't hang out a ton. He just reached out. I was like, dude, how's things going? I'm like, great. How are you? And he's like, I've been sober for 38 days. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, you have accountability with that. Like, what are you doing? And he's doing AA. And I was like, you know, do you need other people to join you in that? And he's like, well, yeah. I was like, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. 
So I haven't, I haven't drank since he told me. That's so cool, dude. That's so cool. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, if, it ta- if that's what it takes for random people to just be like, hey, I'm on board with what you're doing and I support you, I'll do it too. So here's a big one for me um, and you, obviously, but bigger yeah. for me too. If I don't go to the gym regularly, I get anxiety. Yeah. Right. I, I do. And it's crazy because the New York Times back in July um, talked about a study that stated regular weightlifting, this is not cardio, substantially reduces anxiety. Um, Psypost, PSYpost.org back in July also, same thing. Weight training is shown to reduce anxiety and stress in randomized <coughs> control trials of young adults. Yep. Dude, 2017, there was a meta-analysis, past studies done on strength training. There's 16 studies, um, about 1,000 participants, 80, or sorry, 68% female. Lifting weights helped people feel less anxious and nervous. Um, JAMA psychiatry resistance training consisted re- or consistently reduced, consistently reduced symptoms of depression. And it didn't matter how much they were lifting. Two days versus five. I'm going to go behind the scenes on this, right? We talk about, and that, I mean, there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. from the chemical reactions taking place within the body. I'm going to go to one very obvious one. People were seeing results, right? People get confident. Confidence is huge. Confident. I mean, huge. Even, they were doing something hard and they were consistently conquering it and they saw the benefit and the, what happened from that and the confidence builds The confidence is huge. Dude, it's amazing. I actually, I was reading a study the other day. I don't remember where it was from, but it said that, that weightlifting versus, um, chemical induced help, the weightlifting surpassed the actual drug use. It actually helped a created more and a longer term substantial result. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll give you another key about what confidence can do, right? Um, I was in a, I took sports psychology in college. It was mm-hmm. probably one of the cooler classes I've ever taken. There was a study that was done um, where they did an analysis of what teams are most likely to pull an upset, right? Okay. Um, so you have like the dominant team. So what, ha- what does it take to have an upset, right? Um, you've got to be able to have somebody that's dominant and ex- been exhibiting like a cycle of beating the snot out of their opponent, right? Mm-hmm. So to be an upset is, is an opponent that's un, unwill, like unknown, not as reputable, that doesn't have the same record, maybe has lower-ranked players or athletes or whatever. The, the most um, repetitious upset that took place was like the – and I'll use the NCAA. We, we kind of use that as a statistical analysis with the NCAA tournament. It was like the number four seed and the number uh, five seed were the ones that were most likely to get upset. Wow. And it was, and obviously the number one, you get like one every, what, how many years? 27 years. Um, but like the four and fives get upset all the time. And why is because there's the inflated overconfidence of them thinking that they're better than they are when they're actually an overinflated ranking entering. And then you have these underdogs that actually have been building towards something and that were likely a conference champion. And that's how they got into the tournament that are coming off of a victory. They've learned how to have a cycle of success and they come in and they upset the teams that have the, the confidence to think that they're already good. And they're willing to try harder too. They're willing. And they, that's the effort. The thing behind it is yep. they're, their stats inflate. When they played the better team, they usually played outside of their historical average. It's amazing what confidence will do to you. Absolutely. And if that means in the gym and lifting weights, and we're talking, again, weights, not cardio, right, is, is what did it. Cardio didn't do it because it increased cortisol levels. That's a stress level increaser. Um, that's amazing, though. But, I mean, 
if, if you're, if, if you're dealing with any of this, dude, you got to stop alcohol. You got to stop any of the drugs. You, yeah. Those will all worsen anxiety. It's, it's not good. Dude, talk, and, stop and weed. Again, I'm telling you, people are like, oh no, weed's not a, weed's not a depressant. Weed is a depressant and a stimulant well, in one. Here's the harder to, case also is that if don't start doing them, if you feel depressed, yes. that's a big one, right? If you're on them already, it's time to talk to your doctor because sometimes coming off of them can increase the anxiety and depression because you're so used to it. Or you're worried about it. Maybe it won't work. Like, it, it's I mean, it's yeah. tough because it's a vicious cycle, right? We yeah. really, sometimes you just, you just need that help. You got to reach out and ask somebody. If it's medication from a doctor that says like, no, you genuinely have a generalized anxiety disorder. Here's a medication that's going to help you. Like yep. get to a professional. Go see a professional. Don't try to like tweak with things behind the scenes where you're like, I've tried vitamin D. I've tried exercise. I still have, you know, my depression's increasing. My dark thoughts are there. I've, I can't get out of bed some days because I'm just afraid to make a decision. That's time. I mean, that you're way beyond time to seek professional help. Yeah. Make sure you do it and talk to a counselor too, because sometimes just knowing that you're normal. Yeah. Everybody goes through it. It's normal. Like, Ryan, I'm, I'm afraid to go to work some days because I'm afraid I'm going to get fired. Oh, you too? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, this isn't, it's, it's, it's all common. You're just not realizing that everybody else has gone through it too. So yeah. talk to a counselor and just see if that helps. Maybe you just, you get better because you're like, wow, I, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yes, you're normal. It's okay. Now you can't cure anxiety. It's impossible. There's always going to be anxiety or something. It's like being an alcoholic. Yeah. You're always going to have some sort of anxiety somewhere about some random thing. It could be so, in recovery. I mean, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Just remember that we, we have things that we can do to help mitigate it or lower its effect on us in understanding. Think of it as anxiety as if you can figure out how to master it, it could become a superpower. Oh, absolutely, dude. Well, I mean, if you, if you can take it and go, okay, I'm feeling anxious and you, every time you feel anxious, you go, you know what? No, that's my joy thought. Right. Yeah. And then, so you go, Instead of this feeling being anxious, you go, oh, I'm feeling joyful. And you tell yourself every single time, eventually the anxiety feeling, you'll start associating with joy and you start going, oh, there's no anxiety. And it's weird, but you you can physically do it some with your body. Some successful people have had crippling anxiety at some point. Yeah. And they've figured out a way to manage it or turn it into a pause. I know that Elon Musk is that way. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. And he is. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've been talking about anxiety. We're going to get Corey back on the show uh, to talk more about this subject. We'll do another episode about it. And I think we're going to do a deep dive with this and depression as well. Um, we've just been seeing it like wreak it's havoc. Um, you know, I had a, one of my customers call the other day that had to file a claim for suicide cleanup. And, you know, that's a tough thing to deal with, but it's just something that we're seeing so much and it's getting worse and worse. Um, so we've got to keep spearheading this thing and opening up those channels of communication, helping people uh, find ways that they can, they can pull through it and they don't have to do this alone. hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, with that, what episode 36 of the uh, Dad I think so. podcast, I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next time with, uh, Leah Lake, I believe, right? Oh yeah. Leah Lake. Awesome. So see you then later guys. Later.